going on, everybody? Why did I throw my hands in the air? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's Wanna going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. My name's Quinn. This is Sonny. And apparently we're throwing our hands in the air on a podcast where you cannot see us. So that's the thing. Uh, today's episode, tonight's episode, as we like to say here at Comics Collective, it is another episode. And we're going to be talking about, I know, thank you. I appreciate that. And we're going to be talking about the final, the season finale of Invincible. We're going to be talking about comics that we have read. Those are the two main things that we're going to be covering along with the Marvel um Jesus Christ, the Marvel, I want to say Marvel trailer, but the Marvel phase four trailer words are hard at night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so Nick kind of spoiled it already, but, uh, Jesus Christ, superstar is actually going to be one of the movies in phase four. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Oh man. Uh, before no no, no Gibson's directing, it's, it's, it's it's a whole thing (laughs) before we go ahead and get into all of that, pull out your phone, pull out your tablet, um, pull out your computer, pull out your Blackberry, um, pull out Quinn. Do you remember that watch that you had that had like that little animation on it? It was like, yeah, a gray no. yeah, for a little, really, <laughs> yeah, pull that out and then follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, TikTok. comics, collect I three on TikTok and Twitter comics collective on Facebook and Instagram. Let's follow us on Friendster. Oof. <laughs> That's a thing somewhere in an alternate like world. Yeah. Is the, is the Facebook. <laughs> okay. I agree with that. All right. Let's uh let's go ahead and hop right into it, guys. Uh I think uh we're gonna start this conversation off hot. Uh you guys have been watching Invincible. I unfortunately still need to get into it. I have not sat down and watch it. From what Sonny has told me, it is a very violent show that I would probably very much enjoy but uh you guys have talked about it before let's hop right into it what how was the season finale uh well i can tell you uh, i can tell you sunny for sure i am not taking a train anytime soon <laughs> how'd you feel about it sunny so the season finale in invincible um i love that mark finally had the balls to go after his dad after what he saw after he uh took out the uh, what's this guy? What's the guy's name? Abraham Lincoln. What's his name? Immortal Man. Immortal Man. Took out Immortal Man and shit, and it was like, Dad, why uh, these people? Uh, they're, they're nothing, son. They're they're nothing. They uh, they ranch to me. Like he just went to this whole monologue and shit. It was just like, wow. And then he's like, Look. you're chuckling, but Immortal Man was literally Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was like, he, apparently he was, uh, he had like a Vandal Savage thing. Like he came across this stone and it just guaranteed him a long lasting life and shit. So yeah, yeah he'll strong. die and then somebody will bring him right back. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty cool character that we like just met in the, the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. So go he ahead, Sonny. Yeah. Well, he was in the first episode, but. Um, okay. But yeah, all in all, it was the, epi- the episode was really fucking good. Um, if you, I, I would recommend it to people who like, if they tired of like the superhero genre, but then they want a little bit of harder edge to it, and, and fucking Invincible is it. Yeah. Uh, 
Like I definitely if like people just not they don't like the the DC and the Marvel shit. Invincible is where it is. You can get all three uh omnibuses for like um I think 60 bucks on Amazon like right now. And they're 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 definitely page turners for real. Definitely page turners. Yeah. Robert Robert Kirkman is like that with his with his properties. Cause Walking Dead, you see how popular Walking Dead is and all the and Outcast, well Outcast was popular for a moment, but mm-hmm. Oblivion song, I think, is getting a movie soon. All right. You can see why but, all, um, all the different creators wanted Robert Kirkman because he, he can he can do conversation very well and shit. Except for Marvel, Marvel didn't want Robert Kirkman. Best decision he's ever had. Well, he wrote he wrote um, Marvel team up and shit, and that was that yeah, was- I know. But apparently, they like hated his work, and so that's why they kept shuffling him to books that like didn't sell well to begin with, and they were kind of setting him up for failure. And uh, yeah, but- thankfully, that led to him going to image. Yeah, but you know, besides that, I was just saying that he the, the books that he did do the the conversation pieces and the and the talking points in the books were were top notch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely not taking any trains anytime soon. That scene of uh, just holding Mark in front of a moving train and just letting bodies just fucking rip apart on his own body is just disgusting. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, my, my my lady just went through the entire series in like two days. It's only eight episodes, but uh, yeah, even she was just like shocked at that scene. <laughs> Like that whole last episode was like so good because so much happened in the midst of a fight. Like we got the whole backstory as to like what Omni Man's deal is, why he's on Earth, mm-hmm. how he feels about the human race. Um, uh, and then they spent a lot of time on the aftermath too, which is really cool because we could they really could have ended it on like a cliffhanger of like Invincible being in like you know near death. And then just leave it at that. But they they really like hung on to it and like showed us like a lot of glimpse into what next season is going to look like, which is really cool. But um, yeah, I'm really in, I, I haven't read any of the comic books, and I kind of want to keep it that way f- until like season two drops because I'm I don't I kind of want to be surprised. Um, but from what I understand, the show is like accelerating, I guess, what the comic book did. Am, am I right in assuming that? Yes. Because yeah, all, all, all the stuff that happened to the Guardians didn't happen to like issue eight or nine or some shit. Maybe, maybe even later than that. But do you think it works? I, I mean, I think it works in context of the show. Uh, do you think they could have done it better, a different way? No, it, I perfect. It's perfect. Perfect for, for for TV audiences. You know, got to sit there yeah. wait for each issue to come out or what have you. Um, you have this. Um, excuse me, I keep saying um, but the scene where uh, Mark meets his girlfriend, the, the the new girl, the creator for the show. You know, stuff like that. Those curveballs in the you know the original story. So I think that Robert Kirkman can actually do. I mean, yeah, he could actually do new storylines and the yeah. eventual stuff or he can just do stuff that he wanted to do but he didn't do but now that it, you know the book is older he can look back at it and be like yeah I should have did that let's do that instead yeah I was gonna say hindsight is like a really nice thing as a as a creator I'm sure if you asked like anybody who wrote a popular book if you could go back and rewrite it a better way would you I'm sure the answer would always be yes <laughs> yeah I mean look what look at Walking Dead like they took 
what a whole season to get to Washington in the first season. That mm-hmm. wasn't even, that wasn't even in the damn book. So, <laughs> uh, so. You're, are you talking about the CDC stuff? Yeah, that wasn't even in the book. Huh. But um, yeah, overall, um, I, I haven't found anybody that um, I mean, comic fans or non-comic book fans. I haven't found anybody that has watched Invincible that didn't like it, to be honest right. with you. I, Nick, I really can't wait for you to watch it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything negative about this show I, from a lot of different sources from like YouTube and uh, online reports that I read. They said it's one of the best uh, superhero shows that's on TV now. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with that. And that's in an age where uh, it was competing, well, in a way, competing with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. That's true. Yeah. I never thought about that before. Falcon and Winter Soldier would be a damn close second because I enjoyed that whole ride. Yeah, I did too. I mean, both shows kind of like really made my Friday because I could watch them both back to back. It was like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then go right to the next ep- to episode of Invincible. So that was really cool. Right. But, uh, man, we are we are so spoiled, and I'm so okay with that because I think the next thing to come out is Jupiter's Legacy, followed by Loki, which we'll get to talking about in the show very soon. But um, but yeah, it, it's a good time to be a a superhero fan. Uh, thankfully, uh, although we are not completely out of the pandemic, uh, it seems like the yeah uh, the movie industry is. So that's cool. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, Colin, Colin, new comic book days are apparently getting um, a lot sweeter um, because they are accelerating the timetable for when Loki is coming out on Disney Plus uh, by two days, and they are going to be releasing it on what is it, June eighth? Uh, could that be wrong. Right. Yeah, sounds could, right. could be wrong about that, but. Uh, I, I think one of the reasons being is so they don't have two releasing shows on a Friday with uh, Star Wars. The Bad Batch is also coming out on Fridays. Um, so it'd be kind of cool um, for those that are Star Wars fans as well. You'll have Loki on Wednesday. You get a day off and then you get to go watch uh, Bad Batch. So that's kind of cool. Um, how do you guys feel about this change? This is like the first uh, show that I know of that is on Disney Plus that's, that's releasing on a Wednesday. I think it's a weird choice. Uh, I get it. I do think it's uh, probably going to throw some people off. Um, You know, there's definitely people out there who look forward to shows on Friday and they're just used to the weekend going. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. My miss. Well, I guess I kind of understand why they did the Star Wars on uh, Friday instead of Loki. But I still think that the Loki would have been the better choice for the Friday premiere or Friday showing. Yeah. I think I'm good with it because if anything that makes it so that I have something to look forward to midweek instead of on the weekend, which is kind of cool. Cause I mean, there's plenty of shows that are going to be coming out, um, you know, throughout the week. Uh, so now we don't have dead space in the, the very center of the week. And it's not like, it's like, um, like cable television, mm-hmm. I guess. So like, we have to like worry about it being in like a bad, bad time slot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, also on Wednesdays, it'll redeem the bad taste in my mouth from watching The Flash. Yeah. <laughs> that bad, huh? Ah, it's it's gotten so bad. <laughs> before so I get bad. Sonny's uh, before I get Sonny's thoughts on that, uh, l- little mini news came out that uh, Tom Cannaval and uh, the guy that's playing Cisco is apparently leaving after this season. Mm, he was supposed to leave a while ago. Yeah, Cisco. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, now they're now they're losing like two comedy relief characters, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they got I, that new black guy, though, right? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, they do. I just don't know what direction they're going to go in. I really think they need to take this into serious consideration on what they want to do and also on top of what they want to do, whether or not they want to take it the way of the arrow and just cut it off while it's still semi good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know they're coming up on their like what 150th episode is what I saw. Yeah, XS is coming back for that one just for like, I guess that episode. Mm. But yeah, I mean, they're they're coming up on an anniversary. Maybe they'll decide next year that like that's when they're going to it was funny. I was I was watching um uh I was watching somebody on YouTube. Um I can't remember his name right this second. But uh he suggested he was like, Well, why don't you throw money at those two to stay for just one more season and just go out with a bang? Mm. I was like, Yeah, I mean, unless they definitely made up their minds. Yeah. I um, mean also yeah. what what I'd be okay with is what I think that they should have done with Arrow too, is Keep the shows that are just starting, like your Batwoman's and your Superman mm-hmm. and Lois, and then just have them do cameos consistently, you know, yeah. three or four times a season. You know, yeah, I think I, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah. Um, Boy, we got off track. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just as soon as you said Flash, oh, I was just like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing our job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, Sonny, uh, on the on the Flash news or on the Loki news, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I see it doesn't bother me that it comes on Wednesday. I'm still watching it anyway, so you know what I mean? It'll just have me something to have something to talk about on Thursday. You, you, know what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I watch some. I watch so much damn TV anyway. You know, I got. I have. I think what. Uh, I got one of my wrestling shows on Wednesday. I can watch that. Then I can watch something else. And then Thursday, I got something else. And it, it, it's 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 not a problem for me. I I, I yeah. don't think it will be a problem for other viewers as well. They just be like, oh shit. Nah, I mean, if you want it on Friday, watch it on Friday. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still not going to take away their, you know, their viewership because it's low key and people love Tom Hiddleston. God, yeah, they do. True. I, I think if uh, if it was any other villain, people would be like, "Why?" But you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, Tom Hiddleston, all right, we're on." I mean, if it <laughs> we're wasn't on for him, if it wasn't for Tom Hiddleston, you wouldn't have a you know a, a Loki in comics that's loved, this beloved now. So yeah, he he changed the game. Yeah, he changed. Oh, he he's he's in the annals of uh, Marvel history now because he changed Loki for the better. Instead of being that bucktooth, snaggletooth, yellowtooth brother of Thor's, he's like actually a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in in the same. I don't think people look at them in the same light, but um, I think that he is the same way that Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I think he is Loki. Say it again. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the last part you said. Oh, I, I said that like, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. is looked at by the public as like he is Iron Man. I feel like yeah. Tom Hiddleston like is Loki. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I just want to see Tom Hiddleston in some more shit, man. Like, um, Last I, like- I saw him in was like Kong Skull Island, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like, he, he was so fucking good in that is like a leading character. Like, I would like to see him like it was it was talks of him like originally saying he's going to be James Bond. And I mean, my thing, my thing is like that. 
you play these characters for so long and you get so involved with them, just like Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man. I thought that um, Doolittle was a good movie, but I, I just. What? I still have to see that. I haven't seen it yet. I, I thought it was a good movie, um, but I just it was hard for me to think of him in any other light because he's played that character for so long. You know, uh, I still love his role in um, Sherlock Holmes. Funny thing is, I've been watching Robert Downey Jr. a lot more movies than y'all has. <laughs> y'all have because he was part mm-hmm. of the Rat Pack in Hollywood in the 80s and shit. And he was in a lot of those movies where he always played like the bully and shit because he was in Weird Science. Yeah, um, oh yeah, I've seen that movie. <laughs> so he, I've seen him a lot more than, you know, in different things. But I can understand yeah, where you're coming from with it, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, he hardly had time to do more than, like, what, four movies besides the MCU stuff when he was, like, working for Marvel consistently. Yeah. I mean, he did, like, what, The Judge, one yeah. of the Sherlock Holmes movies, and I'm sure I'm missing some others, but... Oh, he did the movie with, um... Uh... It was a comedy of Jack uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, uh, Neighbors? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Oh, my God. I can't oh, Zach, Zach. It's all Zach Efron. The movie is good. <laughs> Getting my Zach's mixed up. Go ahead, keep talking. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, well, on the Zach's of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah, I, I just it's just hard for me, man, to just think about any of those characters as other people like Chris Evans as uh, Captain America. You know, I mean, Chris Evans has been a, in a ton of superhero movies, just all like the low key ones. Yeah. And like, like, he's in the losers. He's in Scott Pilgrim. He was in uh Snowpiercer. Just like to, after all of that stuff, just to think of him in any other, any other role besides Captain America. I, I don't know, man. It's just yeah. it's just a hard thing to adjust to. I think that if you're going to change that light on yourself that you and it's probably a stupid thing to say, but like you would not want to play that role for that amount of time. Like if you really want to be known as an actor who has a full belt, you might not want to stick to a role for like 10, 20 years. But that's <laughs> yeah. Yes and no, because I feel like they all get burned out on it. Like yeah. Chris Evans, but at the same time, like he had a lot of st- like a lot of stability and mm-hmm. didn't need to go like um, like an, an actor in particular has to do something that nobody else has to do. They have to essentially sell themselves for every job that they need. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes like, oh, we saw your other movie. You've got you know, you're hired like, no, you got to go and you've got to audition every single time. And at least he didn't have to do that. And he had stability with all the Captain America role. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with with uh, Fantastic Four. I mean, he did the what two movies in what six years? I mean, that, that's a big chunk of your life, six years. Yeah. And then he moved on to Captain America. I mean, he had he had consistency. I mean, I know he wanted to try other things and he did. But gotta think about it in that way too. I mean, when you're getting like now like big Hollywood staples in your movies, mm. like that's how you know that your franchise has now succeeded, because like you know, there's people that are like jumping on the MCU train that I like never thought in a million years would want to do a movie like that. Yeah. I mean, also, well, now that you mentioned that, too, about Chris Evans, like 
Maybe it's just particular particular people. Maybe it's just Robert Downey Jr. Maybe I just hate Robert Downey Jr. and anything else. Um, <laughs> See, because, I love him in the Sherlock Holmes movies. But yeah, you're right. When he joined Iron Man, I mean, he hadn't been doing movies for a while. Yeah. And I was th- what I was thinking, the example I was thinking of is uh, Chris Evans in um, fuck, Knives Out. Like, I oh, absolutely... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That like, was snot, like the snot-nosed brother. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that took away from, you know, him being Captain America. And I didn't really think about that as much. So maybe. No, it's- I get I totally get that. I mean, um, like for me, like I, I was a big Harry Potter films of the last Spider-Man when- lately. Um, I, I mean, I've, this is like the third podcast, I think, in a row that I've spoken on on uh, mm. Spider-Man. But uh, I, I just really like what they're doing. Everything that has been brewing is like coming to a head and it's leaving you with a lot of questions too for future issues. So mm. what I think they're leading into is they're leading into a thing called Sinister War and there's been a Sinister Six running around, but it's all um, it's all of like the female um, like super villains. So it's like the female beetle. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that girl who dresses like a bunny. I can't remember her name. It's the new, it's the new um, uh <sighs> Electro, it's it's you know people like that, and then yeah. Now we have Doc Ock coming back into the equation. So what I'm thinking is is that some iteration of Doc Ock Sinister Six is going to be taking on this female version, and Spider Man is mm-hmm. going to get caught in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really good. But the last issue ended on Spider Man finally accepting that he really needs help, and who he calls is a bunch of new Avengers alum- uh, alumni. So he calls mm-hmm. like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Echo, Wolverine, uh, and I can't remember the other person. I want to say it was Daredevil, but I might be wrong. Um, okay. So, I, so yeah, I was I was really impressed with that, and I'm like, all right, I can't wait for like two more weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that book has been really good, and it's not a new book, but I am going through the JSA uh, run that was done in the nineties and early two thousands by Jeff Johns and David Goyer, both who mm. are working in movies now. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's been really interesting. Uh, I had bits and pieces of it in like single form and that's how I fell in love with the JSA and now being able to read it all consecutively has mm. been really, really nice. And I really like the dynamic that they have between all of like the different characters. And I love how the team can have people like leave and come in. And it not feel so jarring because sometimes you like drop an entire team and you bring in a new one to still call it that same thing like the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah, it doesn't go well and sometimes it does. Yeah. I feel like JSA stays pretty consistent with like mm-hmm. introducing like Black Adam as a new character, Black Canary as a new character. Uh-huh. Uh, Hawkman ends up back in the, the series. Um, and it all kind of like works and all kind of works introducing all these brand new characters in when a bunch of characters just left. Okay. I'm um, but yeah, so I, I've been really, uh, really interested in, uh, in reading that entire run right now. They have four like huge chunk and volumes of the series that collects like, I think like 15 or 20 issues each. Okay. Um, so I've been I, I've been going through that. Uh, I I was just saying before the podcast started rolling. Uh, I have a lot of books that are like on hiatus right now, mm-hmm. so I'm patiently waiting for something new to come out that I can get really excited about. But uh, a lot of the books that I am excited about haven't come out with second issues yet, like uh, Spider Man, right. uh, Spider Shadow. Yeah, uh, 
yeah, that's actually the next one in my stack right here that I have to read. Uh, very excited to read that. Yeah, uh, uh, it was good. It, it had a lot of like the same until the end. Like if you know, like the Venom story on how it like came to Earth and stuff, it yeah. all feels really familiar until all of a sudden it takes like a twist because it's supposed to be like the beginning of like a what if book. Yeah. Um, and then that's when shit gets like crazy. I'm like, all right, cool. So like next issue is like all brand new stuff. So that's why I want to see. Is that something that they're going to start doing a little bit more of? The, uh, the, like, the more what if stuff? I will, I will answer your question with a yes, but read that last page on the in the what if book. Like they actually Oof. have a full page just dedicated to explaining themselves. OK, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited if that's a thing. Um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, the last thing that uh, I read just actually right before this, I finished the new Daredevil issue. Um, <laughs> Daredevil has just been fantastic. It's uh, something that I never thought that I would personally get super into. Mm-hmm. The only reason I originally picked it up was because of the Netflix series. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that Elektra has taken over as Daredevil and Daredevil is in prison is a very odd turn that I never thought would take, <laughs> but it's there, it's happening, and he's wearing a mask that's made of what looks like a prison outfit in prison. So That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird, but I'm I'm with it. Um, I mean, at at some point, Daredevil is wearing an all black outfit that just like completely covered his face. I mean, sure, he's blind, but it was still a weird look. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not had his uh, fair share of, uh, you know, strange costumes. So, yeah. Um, and Wilson Fisk is uh, not Kingpin currently right now. And uh, also his son is involved. So that's definitely something that. Oh, see, that's really cool because like he's he's got a big play in the, the Spider-Man book, too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, he's uh, getting been getting involved and I'm here for it, man. Um, and then the Joker series that spins out of kind of uh, Joker war and what Joker is mm-hmm. doing right after all that happened. That's pretty interesting, too, man. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. And I was really shocked because I didn't know how like a just a Joker centric book would go. Yeah, no, it definitely goes pretty good. Um, I mean, in the most recent one that I read, found out something kind of cool that there's essentially this organization that has a whole bunch of like uh, areas throughout the world where they hide like supervillains and stuff like that. And they made their name mainly because they hid the Joker from Batman. And that was like their running thing that. Oh, so it's like a it's like a supervillain sanctuary kind of. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, they used apparently they use Nazi tunnels and Nazi systems to transport people and get them throughout the world. Something, something ridiculous explanation <laughs> like that, but it's pretty cool. I'm definitely here for it, man. Um, and then just the whole Jim Gordon thing where he's struggling so hard with whether or not, because essentially he's asked to go kill the Joker. Um, and he'll mm-hmm. get, you know, a crap ton of money. Um, and uh, he's struggling with whether he should do it or not. And whether he should tell Batman that he's gonna, that he definitely wants to do it. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I don't blame him. I, I can't imagine that he doesn't harbor like absolute hatred for him, not because of him being a cop, but because he, he freaking shot his daughter. Yeah. And <laughs> killed his son, right? Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And killed his son. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just too, just like the fact of I don't know if they've done this before, but the fact that uh, Batman now is, you know, you know, living in a brownstone essentially and has no money and no resources pretty much. But yeah, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I got the the next Batman issue. I think it's like 107 or 108. 
Um, that's in my pile right now too, but that's been pretty cool. Um, him teaming up with the, uh, previous, uh, guy ghost something ghost, ghost maker, ghost maker. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of teaming up with ghost maker and taking over the city. Ghost maker doesn't have as a big of a play as I thought he would throughout the last couple of issues. You know, I thought he would be more present after everything yeah. that went down, but he kind of just like pops in and out. Just like, Hey, I'm here. It's, it's a little weird. But, yeah, um, it's it's really interesting that James Tinian like made so many new characters. Mm. I mean, same thing with um uh what's his name? The guy that that was doing Batman right before him. Oh, Tom King. Tom King, yeah. Um yeah. I mean he he created a lot of new characters too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good and bad because we all know that like uh, some Batman creations just like disappear off the face of the earth after the original writer like yeah. stops stops using them. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see like what has longevity because you know people always try to like speculate on books and they're really hot for a minute and then you know well, let's just say Ghost Maker Ghost Maker like never appears again after all this that would be kind of disappointing but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool because what they're they're doing right now is they're kind of building up to what happened in future state. Okay, they're kind of working backwards and, you know, at this point and kind of just uh, what what do you call it? A prologue? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, or prelude. Uh, prelude. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. kind of doing because they're, they're mentioning a lot of people from future state and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool, man. I'm definitely yeah. enjoying it. Um, it's it's, uh, it's interesting because they, they had to modify their plans because like James Tanyan was not supposed to mm-hmm. be writing Batman now. Like at, when Future State happened, like mm-hmm. inst- instead of Future State, it was supposed to be that like James Tanyan was just filling in until they they got the, the next Batman to be like the Batman of the DC universe. And then they like killed that whole 5G thing. And so they were like, all right, we're going to do like a mini series with that. But like, we need another Batman writer. Can you like stay on? Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I wonder what his original plan was for like the whole ghost maker thing. Yeah, that's stuff, stuff, tough to think about, too, man. Uh, yeah. You know what? What what really could have been and what is not right now? Um, it, it sounded like it was going to be like a big shift. It reminded me of uh like the the pitch that we we all heard reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of like the like the nineties for DC mm-hmm. where like everybody was somebody else. Like uh I mean Green Lantern wasn't Hal Jordan, it was Kyle Rayner, Wally mm-hmm. West was the Flash. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. They, no, they yeah, brought yeah, in yeah. some new characters. Uh it, that's what kind of reminded me of. It's just I didn't know if the industry needed that like right now considering DC needs, uh, especially with the whole like changes and everything, like they needed to to keep characters that were already established like there for a minute. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you never know what would have been because um, we did the whole future state thing. And the only thing that really like crawled out of that was Teen Titans and Batman. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. That uh, Batman. Um, yeah. Fuck. What's his name? Um I know is uh Luke. So Luke Fox. Luke Fox, yeah. 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 No, that that uh that was pretty cool. I mean, and then you didn't read Justice League. You didn't read any of the future state stuff, did you? I didn't. No, I, I told myself that I was gonna take that break. And I just told Sonny the other day that when they do collect the the 
the future state Batman stuff mm-hmm. and the Batman second son stuff that's coming out like right now when they collect all of that in one hardcover, which is only going to be like six issues, I think in total because mm-hmm. three issues in one series, three issues in the other, I think even if, even if it's seven issues it's all going to be collected, hopefully into one, one trade paperback. And then that's how I'll be yeah. reading it. Yeah, I mean the 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 cool thing that I like to take on that was that uh with the Justice League Future State they they were very inclined to keep their lives private and until the end, hmm. but they were very uh they wanted to do that and no one really knew who each other was. I oh, like not even among the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I like that concept. Yeah, but of course they broke it and they were just like we're all friends now. <laughs> so. I can imagine how much like distrust you can have, yeah. like working on a team that I assume is like what government sanctioned or something, mm-hmm. and just being like, "Oh yeah, like, hey, he's back." But uh, you know, be, just being like uh, distrustful of like the Superman's, Batman's, Flash character, and just not, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't have any dirt on each other, but you're also like not really a team either. You're just working together. Yeah. My name is Nick. My name's Quinn. And this is Good Thing Tom's Collective. <laughs>